Welcome to the Performance Plastics Podcast, hosted by IAPD, the only podcast dedicated to providing you information and insights into the world of engineering-grade plastics and how they benefit society by improving the quality of everyday life. Now here's your host, Courtney Carr. Welcome to the IAPD Performance Plastics Podcast final episode in our three-part series on 3D printing. Our guest for this episode is Jake Fallon, a 3D printing materials engineer from Brascom. On previous episodes, Jason Vagnozzi shared with us how 3D printing's role is evolving in the plastics industry and driving innovation. On this episode, Jake is going to take us through a deeper dive in the technology used in 3D printing. Welcome, Jake. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, let's jump right in. Can you speak about how 3D printing is changing the way we think about part design? Yeah, absolutely. So I believe part design is probably one of the most impacted areas that uh, 3D printing is changing, right? So 3D printing has enabled this completely new world of how we design parts. And it, it's, it's changing very much from how we think about some of the traditional manufacturing techniques like injection molding. Um, these traditional manufacturing techniques do a great job at producing parts or certain shapes and geometries, but along with those brings a couple of constraints. So thinking about injection molding, we're always designing parts to meet and be produced with a parting line, right? And that adds some restrictions whenever your part has to open up and drop out of a mold. Or blow molding, we have certain draw ratios where we have to be concerned with. Within, with 3D printing, we can completely uh, rethink how we design a part, uh, our parts. We're not limited to parting lines anymore or, or certain overhangs or geometries or undercuts. These parts can be designed in completely new ways with internal features that traditionally we couldn't access or produce. Um, and it's getting to the point where we're able to include details in our designs that we're not actually even able to produce in CAD programs today. So CAD, traditional CAD programs are built around very you know, straight edges, very linear engineering. What we're finding is to get the full value of 3D printing in many applications, we have to think outside of those linear uh, geometries and more topology optimized, more organic structures. So we're starting to see new softwares and technologies pop up such as end topology that is bringing these tools to enable new designs and new, a new level of complexity in design that can be accessed through 3D printing. So a new level of complexity in design, those sound like great advantages. Jake, what are some of the biggest advantages to these new part design techniques? So in addition to having this unlocked access to really complex designs that we can generate with a 3D printer now, there's also some really big advantages that are very aligned with the initiatives that we have in a lot of industries, such as automotive, um, transportation in general. It's extremely focused today on lightweighting and energy efficiency Right? And with 3D printing, we not only can design parts more specifically for their end use applications and more freely because we're not limited by those design constraints of traditional manufacturing technologies, but we also gain advantages from 
interesting aspects like assembly consolidation, where before we were producing parts or, or assemblies of parts to fit a certain function because of those design limitations. With 3D printing, we can think about consolidating multi-component structures into single piece parts, uh, part files, where we don't have to worry about uh, seams or joints or any type of fasteners to you know, assemble those, those, uh, those collections of parts. So it really enables us to think more efficiently about design, uh, reduce labor and assembly downstream, which is overall going to improve efficiency and performance of end use parts. So part consolidation is an extremely valuable aspect um, that 3D printing brings and also the ability, like I mentioned earlier, to create those geometries in a very complex way and in a way that can be complex without adding value. And I think that's really a key um, differentiation from the traditional techniques where the more complex you make parts, typically the more expensive those parts become. With 3D printing, the, the 3D printer doesn't really care so much about what that part it's printing looks like. It produces all geometries the same and for essentially the same cost. Uh, aside from the materials that that you know you're paying for, uh, if you're going to produce a larger, smaller part, that's interesting. I would think along with the cost savings, it would also be a stronger material without seams um, or any kind of joints or fasteners. Does that seem to be the case? Exactly. Yeah, there are certainly use cases where that assembly, the consolidation, provides a more uh, seamless, homogeneous part that performs uh, much higher than you would if you're relying on those kind of joints or glue points, uh, fasteners. So absolutely. Oh, that's very interesting. Are there any use cases where Brascom has been able to use these new design principles? Yeah, there are tons of applications where Brascom's already been applying 3D printing and, and some use cases that really exemplify uh, the value of materials in 3D printing and also the value of combining the process with the software, the materials. So one of the unique case studies that um, I think exemplifies this the best is a, a drone arm study that we conducted in collaboration with Entopology. Um, we were able to apply a optimized carbon fiber filled polypropylene 3D printing material that Brascom's developed to a drone arm design. Um, that was specifically designed and optimized to resist the forces and, and all those mechanical exposures that you have in a drone application for 3D printing. So this was a design that you couldn't have manufactured with traditional, um, traditional techniques. It's very complex. It would have been very expensive. But with 3D printing, it's not an issue. And we're able to design that part specifically for that end-use application. So the end result here, I think, captures some quantitative values very nicely. It shows the synergies. So first, compared to the traditional drone arm, uh, which is used today, um, our 3D printing drone arm was able to cut weight by 40%. And just by changing those drone arms on the drone itself, we were able to increase flight time by 4% which may not seem like a lot, but when you're only changing one component of this multi-component assembly, you can think if that use case was applied to other areas around the drone, you're gonna have an amplified effect of that um, flight time increase, or you could see that 
um, as a you know increase in carrying capacity. So as we think about transporting packages, um, you know from from warehouses to the door, you know flight. Uh, carrying capacity of these drones is really important too. So where we can shed weight in some parts of the drone, we can increase in the ability to carry a package. Um, and then finally, we did all of these uh, weight savings, these light weightings with an improvement and as an end result, an improvement in the mechanical performance. So it wasn't weaker. We didn't remove material and make, and make this drone arm weaker. Uh, we actually made it uh, more resistant to uh, mechanical stresses, and, and in the end result, it's about 60% more resistant to those stresses uh, than the traditional design. The thing I love about this conversation so far is in the past, when we've talked about plastics, you know, how they compare to other materials, we always say they're lightweight, they make things more fuel efficient. And this, when you're talking about the drone is first of all, fascinating, but just seems to be the next step in the evolution of like, Hey, we're still doing this. Now we're just doing it at, uh, you know, greater heights and doing better, more impressive things. So I really love that. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a, Endless, there are endless values that you can capture from the 3D printing process. And, and yeah, this is, I think, only going to continue to expand into these really cutting edge applications. I think drones are, you know, a really uh, great use case um, and have a great potential for impact uh, as these, you know, technologies and use cases advance. Yeah. Okay. Very exciting, but also sounds a little technical. So <laughs> how do companies who are just starting out get involved in these new design technologies? Yeah. So 3D printing has definitely been around for a while. Um, and certainly we have some you know players today who are doing a great job, have been well-established in the space. But you know, if you're new to the 3D printing area, do not feel alone. This this technology, this way of manufacturing is still new for a lot of um, and a lot of folks in manufacturing, in fact. So uh, do not feel alone, right? There are actually a number of different companies or different ways that you can get involved in 3D printing without having to know everything about what 3D printing can do or how it can be applied to your specific parts. So there are... Um, Lots of service companies out in the industry today. Uh, these service companies like Spare Parts 3D or Shapeways are all doing great things in the area of um, helping out and in, in initiating those uh, starting off part productions for companies who are interested in 3D printing. So if you have a part that you want to think about 3D printing, uh, you can go talk to those service companies. They'll help talk you through um, how that part can be designed for 3D. And then they'll help you actually with the manufacturing too. There are plenty of uh, printers in those facilities that they have access to many different machines and, and materials that they can put together a good solution and you can have in hand pretty quickly a 3D printed part as a first pass or just introduction to the technology. Great. So having service companies out there sounds a little more encouraging. Listeners, we'll go ahead and throw the links to those companies uh, in the show notes below. So make sure to check those out after the episode. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? So I'd just like to share, um, you know, Braskem is doing a lot of really innovative things in the material space for 3D printing. Um, we're coming out with new materials all the time. 
So if there is a specific material that you're interested in developing in the future, you have a specific use case or application that you just haven't found quite the, the right material solution for, um, feel free to reach out to Brascom, talk to us. We're always open to exploring those uh, interesting case studies and, and use applications. And uh, we'll explore together how a material could potentially be developed for those applications. Jake, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you sharing your expertise with us on 3D printing. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks for having me. This podcast was brought to you by the International Association of Plastics Distribution. For more information on IAPD, please visit our website at www.iapd.org.